Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome, everybody, to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, episode number 550. Mm, I think it's 45. Could be 46. No, I think it's 45. All right. Well, you know better than I do. Do I? By the end of the week, though, it could be 46. Oh, oh. I see what you did there. That's right. You guys got a bonus episode. We're going to be recording it this week, so look for it before Friday or on Friday. Why, why give myself a shorter deadline? <laughs> Look for it on Friday at some point during the day. Uh, so thank you guys so much for leaving those reviews on iTunes. They have certainly helped us a lot. Uh, and thank you to everyone who's been leaving Amazon reviews for Dory's books. If you could find in your heart to leave a Goodreads review, as we always ask, please do so. Dory would really appreciate it. Also, if you could like the nice reviews, she also would appreciate that. Dory, you're yes. going to be in the Atlanta area, I hear. I am. I'm going to be at the Decatur Book Festival on Saturday, September 2nd. Which does not happen in Decatur, Illinois. No. 
It happens in Decatur, Georgia. Wow. I had no idea. Which is, I guess, out, right outside of Atlanta. Uh, okay. Um, and I I think I'm going to do a happy hour thing on Saturday. Have, has anybody reached out yet? Yes. One person. Hey, there you go. One yeah. person. So, you know, she and I might have some beers. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, you know, or if she's uh, in the midst of IVF and can't drink, maybe you and her could have some, some Georgia sweet tea. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, um, Stay tuned for details, but you know, if you guys want to, if you want, if you're in Decatur or Atlanta and you want to hold the, let's say five to 7 PM time slot on Saturday, I will be bellied up to a bar. Well, there you go. In Decatur. Um, and if you'd like to hold the five to 7 PM, uh, spot free and you're in Las Vegas, Nevada, I'll be bellied up to a slot machine of my choosing. Oh my God. <laughs> Rude. Competing meet and greets. No, it's just hangs, guys. We're not meeting or greeting. We're just hanging out with you guys because you've been all up in this shit with us. Uh, Dory's going to be doing a panel there uh, on the intersection of internet and self-help with the author Heather Haverleski. Uh, she writes the Ask Polly column for New York Magazine, uh, and uh, that's going to be at the Decatur Recreation Center studio from 12.30 to 1.15 p.m. on Saturday, September 2nd. You can find out more information by going to decaturbookfestival.com. And uh, hit Dory up about doing that meetup. Yeah, so she gonna be there. She gonna be bored. Yeah. Well, I might. I might be drunk by that point. Cool. Yeah. Because uh, I don't have a baby in me. That's true, and you won't till a later date. We'll talk about that very shortly. Uh, Startup is available as an ebook in the UK, Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. Hardcover will be available at the end of August. And as always, please join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. And of course, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so by going to excellentadventure.com. We have a website. It's full of resources, episode descriptions, and of course, a donations tab. 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 To keep this thing running and to keep Dory's uterus clean. Uh, Email us at doryandmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And of course, the phone number is 413-461-BABY. Uh, and we wanted to say, hey, a few people out there, you emailed to let us know and let dumb Matt know that Lex <laughs> Luthor's full name is Alexander. And I'm getting a call from Agora Hills, California. Oh, why isn't your phone off? Uh, well, you know, I've, uh, it's talking to the sous vide machine. It's talking to uh, Agora Hills, California. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Thanks for that lovely birthday present, honey. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I, I'm, so, I'm really glad that you like it. What's up with us? Here's the deal. We uh, saw our doctor on Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, which seems like a thousand years ago. We, I, I, I would describe us as busy. Yeah. I'm often not here at this home. Correct. And uh, when I am... Like it's it's you know a little behind the curtains right now. It's three twenty five p.m. on Sunday, and I have been uh, dealing with podcasts since I woke up. That's true. I'm drinking coffee <laughs> out of a Fraser mug. Yep, there's Eddie. Hi, aka Moose. Um, wait, and even. I mean, I feel like we should tell people that on Monday I took Bo to the vet and it was oh. a bit of a disaster. 
Yeah. So there, here's your bow update before we get to us, us <laughs> human updates. So I took Bo to the vet. I went by myself. Dory's appointment was at 8.30 in the morning. And I usually leave for work around 8.50 to 9 o'clock, depending on the morning. So I us... said, she's like, can you come with me? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And I got like antsy about it and uh, decided to not go because I thought I might be late, which it turns out I would have been. Mm. I would have preferred you had to have been late than <laughs> miss the appointment Yeah, because it was kind of bad. Yeah. They kept us waiting for like half an hour in this room. So because I told them that Bo was reactive, so they had me like wait, which was fine. But then like, I feel like if, if like you call a vet in advance and say that your dog is like stressed out about going to the vet and then they keep you waiting for half an hour, it's yeah. like not ideal. I'm not, def- like, I'm not excusing Bo's actions. Were you like, well, while you were waiting, were you like giving him belly rubs and kisses? Yeah. And, and I was like giving him treats and like, but it was just like, ugh. the, when the vet tech came, I was like, well, let's bring him outside the room. Cause you know, he got like territorial about the room. I didn't want, you know, the guy coming into the room. So he was like the vet tech made him sit and he gave him treats and he was like loving that. And then the second he stopped giving him treats, Bo like lunged at him aye, aye, aye. and he was like, okay. And then the vet, when the vet came in, she made me put a muzzle on him. Bo, Bo's first time, to our knowledge, in a muzzle. He was not into it. He kept trying to paw it off him. Oh. I know. It was so sad. Pawsy. And then he did calm down yeah. um, pretty quickly and was like relaxed as she examined him. Uh-huh. Um, and then I had to bring him back to get his blood drawn. Yeah. And he was like very scared and his tail was between his legs and he was like, mom. Aww. And then the vet told me that he's a dangerous dog. Mm, that's nice. Um, Is that a male or female? Female. Mm-hmm. And that we should muzzle him. At all times? At all times, whenever he leaves the house. Okay. Because that sends a signal to people to not approach. Which is a valid, uh, yeah. it's a valid point about a muzzle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, we have not yet bought a muzzle. We're really holding out. We have an appointment with a behaviorist uh, in September that we are really hanging a lot of hopes on. I know. We we're, to... hoping, we're hoping they can make our boy smart. So the whole point of, the, of this vet appointment was because the behaviorist requires one before you take him there yeah. just to make sure that there's nothing like, like physically or neurologically wrong with him. Uh-huh. Um, there's nothing physically or neuro- neurologically wrong with him. You know, he's a, um, he's a good scared boy. And so... Then we had to fill out this whole like background information form yeah. Yeah. about his behavior and yeah. Well, it's, um, it was very stressful, but you know, I have to say, I, you know, I don't know if he behaves differently when he's with you or, you know, what the deal is, but I, I think he's been a very good dog as of late. Usually there's a regression when we go away. We came back. There has been, to my uh, observations, no regression. Except for the vet. Except for at the vet. He's been very calm on walks. He hasn't been lunging or barking. 
Um, Dory just tried to put the uh, the tea down on the cable that is connected to her computer. So there. Oh, she's done it. She has moved it. So, um, and our dog walker has been reporting uh, very good reports of Bo. Yeah. So. <sighs> It is a constant struggle. It's a constant struggle. And uh, we really just want him to be okay. And uh, muzzle, you know, I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not 100% opposed to it. Okay. If it helps him. Yeah. You know? Yep. We'll see what the behaviorist says. Yeah. Looking forward to it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Monday. And then Tuesday, we went to see Dr. Beck. Yes. Who did not keep us waiting for half an hour. CFP. She was very prompt. She was super prompt. Yeah. Soup's prompt. Um, and also she was like hiding around the corner when we left. And I know. Like was answering our questions. That... <laughs> She's so funny. Yeah. Um, so she took a gander. Yeah. Into the, into the uterus. She said everything's healing nicely. Yeah. Um, looks good. And yeah, she was like call us when you get your period and then you're going to come back mid cycle for another ultrasound just to make sure everything is okay. I think she's very, she's very conservative. I think conservative. Yeah. Just like in the sense of like, I would describe it more as thorough. Yeah. Thorough. But like, you know, she wants to wait an extra cycle because I had the fibroid removed. Yeah. Um, I think this is all, I think all in the long run, this is all great. It's just like, Oh my God. Like how, like, like, Oh my God. This is this is so prolonged. Yeah, so now we have to wait three cycles. Right. So we're looking at a, a, a tentative transfer date somewhere between the end of October and beginning of November. I think that that is optimistic. It's also tentative. Yeah. What do you think? Why do you think that's optimistic? Um, because my period's not like exactly thirty days. Oh, all right. Um, I don't know. Just like. I have a lot of travel in November. I don't know if she's going to be into that. You do. What are you traveling for? In yeah, oh, I've, you have I've to go to two Portland book festivals and, and Thanksgiving. Jesus. You know, because by now we were going to be done with everything. Want to push it into December? I, I don't like. I don't want to push it anymore. <sighs> I am. Really trying my best to not be so woe is me about this whole situation. I think we can be a little woe is me. Uh, you know, I I think that too. And then we get emails from people, and and I'm like, oh man, they're in they're in more Just annoying other, straits than yes, others. Yes, you can always acknowledge that. I think it's it's like good to acknowledge that, yeah. but but it, that doesn't mean that we can't let ourselves feel what we feel. Mm. I suppose someone's been talking to her therapist. Actually, uh, I didn't have therapy this week because I had to work early on Friday. Oh, boy. So, no, someone has not been talking to her therapist. Oh, well, I've been talking to my therapist, and uh, we love guitars. Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) Time for the email. If you'd like to email us, you can do so. Dorian Matt at Gmail. Matt and Dory at Gmail. Uh, This first one is from Ashley. She writes, just wanted to tell you I really relate to the goalpost episode and that 
is the best way to describe it. My husband and I saw a doctor at USC two years, for two years, male factor and PCOS for me, and I'm 38. Oh, newsflash. We got a newsflash, everybody. It is... PCOS? Nope. PCOS? No. PCOS? No. (laughs) It's PCOS. (laughs) Don't care for it. PCOS. (laughs) PCOS. <laughs> what is PCOS again? Pre pi, polycystic, polycystic ovarian, ovarian system, syndrome. Syndrome. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. PCOS. You're saving yourself five syllables. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I guess over time that adds up. Yeah, sure. From here on out and on this podcast, it will be known as PCOS. <laughs> Just PCOS. PCOS. We want to. <laughs> Uh, and transferred seven embryos over there from two separate egg retrievals resulting in one chemical pregnancy. We asked several times if there could be anything we missed in the uterus. I asked twice if we should do a hysteroscopy. He repeatedly said no. Issue is egg quality slash embryo quality. That is infuriating. Well, I mean, you can always... I think we are taking a lesson from this podcast uh, that you should really sometimes override your doctor. It's so hard to when do. When it comes to tests. Yeah. Of those, you know, when it comes right. to things like yep. that. Yep, yep, yep. When it's like, hey, um, this is uh, really bothering me. Sorry. Do you want me to move the computer? No, I, any further it'll be off the table. Mm, that's true. Um. Yeah, it's something we hear from time to time of people who ask doctors for tests and the doctors are yeah, like... Yeah, we have no. a friend who has cancer and it went undetected for a year because her doctor was like, you don't have cancer. Yeah. And she was uh, like, no, I would really like so, you to do yeah. a, a CAT scan. I think I have cancer. And he was like, nah, you don't have cancer. And then she had cancer. Yeah. So our takeaway is... You say it to the doctor like this. Listen, I want this test. I'm going to pay for it. What the fuck is it out of your day? Yeah. Maybe he doesn't know how to do hysteroscopy. Send me somewhere who will. You want a kickback from that doctor? You talk to them. It's ridiculous. It's true. All right. So we finally switch doctors, says Ashley, which was a super hard decision to leave USC with nothing. The new doctor did a hysteroscopy immediately and found a minor uterine septum. Oh, look at that. We were already in the works for an egg retrieval, so we did it, froze the embryos, did the septum surgery, waited the two months to heal, and did the transfer. Uh, finally, we push, which pushed back our schedule about six months between healing, work, travel, and other issues. That sounds familiar. Mm. Uh, we were incredibly Ashley, are you lucky. Me? After three years to be pregnant now. I'm hoping that sharing this is helpful. I was always looking desperately for pregnancy stories and people whose situations were similar to ours. A few pieces of information that might be helpful. It's hard to say if the surgery made a difference, but it certainly could have other factors that might have made a difference. I did the crazy PCOS diet for four months before egg retrieval. No dairy, gluten, or soy. No alcohol, caffeine, sugar. Although I had, That's basically Whole30. I had some of the last three. Uh, that is basic. That is that is totally Whole30. Yeah. Uh, I left med... Uh, sorry. I took 
met Foreman for six months prior. I did acupuncture weekly, and we added um, Omnitrope to protocol. While I think I still think the surgery was probably the main factor, the other thing worth noting is that our batch of embryos was totally different this time. Much higher quality. More made it to day five. And we also tested this time. A friend of mine who is a fertility doctor said that she feels like the biggest factor is the lab. So I was interested to change labs with the doctor. According to her, IVF is the easy part, but the real difference is in the embryologist's work and the quality of lab conditions. This is something I don't think gets discussed nearly enough. We've never discussed it. Uh, because uh, as consumers, we all have, uh, sorry, we have all our contact with the doctor, and it's hard not to feel like that's the most important decision. Anyway. I feel your frustration about the slow trickle of information and constant delays. We had so many more that I don't need to describe to you. It's like living in a different time zone in some ways. I so appreciate you both articulating so much of what we, and probably everybody, experience in this strange IVF land. And I'm so hopeful for you both. Thank you, Ashley. Wow. I'm so angry. For her? Yes. Oh. Maybe. She seems to be over it at this point, but... Well, I think once... I guess you just have to accept it. I think we'll be over it eventually. Someday. Do you feel like there's an echo in my microphone? No. Okay. Would you like there to be? No. I could add that in post. No, thanks. Okay. Um, could be your head. It could be reverberating my... Reverberating yeah, in your skull it's, chambers. That's true. It could be that. Um, but that's also interesting about diet and all that other stuff. I mean, people say that that affects it. Do you, is there a diet you go on for during the transfer? No, I don't think so. I'm sure there is. You Somewhere. I'm sure there is. Hmm. Uh, when you quit smoking, I'll go on the transfer diet. Great. Sounds good. Okay. When we do a transfer, I'll go on the transfer smoke. From Katie. <laughs> I wanted to offer up a resource for those who might be interested. I recently found the Reddit thread r slash still trying. It's a board where people who have been trying to get pregnant for a while share their struggles. I recently joined. It's a great community. I'm sure it's very familiar to the Facebook group. Very similar, rather. Jeez, I might have problems. I recently joined, and it's a great community. I'm sure very similar to the Facebook group is a sentence I recently read and then read once again. Interesting. But in case people wanted a more anonymous option, I wanted to let it be known. There are a ton of great for infertility, pregnancy, and lost threads on Reddit, so I definitely recommend people check it out. Dory and Matt, I'm oh, sorry. I'm out of control right now with my reading. I think I'm going to take over the emails. <laughs> Maybe you should. It's probably best for the world. <laughs> Dory, please have a meetup in Atlanta. There's a ton of great places in Decatur. I think you should. You would like Brick Store and Iberian Pig, to name a few. Matt, if you figure out how to recreate sous vide egg bites, please share with the class. Have you figured it out? No. You know what? I'll try it tonight. <gasps> How are you going to get them in the in the shape of it? I don't need them to be in the shape. I just want them to taste like it. So how how are you going to do that? What do you mean? What do you how mean? I what do I mean? Taste, what do you mean? I'm how are you going to how are you going to form an egg thing in the sous vide? What are you talking about? <sighs> what is your question? I'm very confused, but I don't care what the shape of it is. Okay, so we've, so, we've covered so that. So how are you going to cook it? Inside a bag. Just inside of it. You're just going to put egg and vegetables and whatever inside I a bag. I haven't really developed my thought process yet. Mm. But so far, yes. But I'm then it's just going to be like a, like, a, like a lump. Or a tube. 
you know, that Excuse I could then me. slice nicely. Oh, you never know. All right. Just let me be me <laughs> and let me try what I'm going to try. Well, that's Why are you so concerned about the shape? It's the least important part of a sous vide egg bite. Because I was, I was, th- I was actually thinking the about this. The main part, though, that I'm concerned about is the toastering. Oh. The ovening that happens afterwards to right. get that nice crispy outer layer. By oh. the way, everyone, my cheat day was yesterday. We're 10 pounds down since vacation. Um, who knows? I haven't weighed myself today to see how much I'm up from the cheat day, but that's how it goes. Yo-yo up, and then by the end of the week, you've lost it plus some. Uh, but yesterday, I had the sous vide egg white bacon Gruyere ones because it was a cheat day. Well, they're day. not egg whites, those ones. Right. And I have to say, they weren't as good. I disagree. I am right. I like the bacon Gruyere ones. Next email. Fine. <laughs> This is from our friend Lex. All right, Lex, what up? First off, you are right, Matt. Truckers do keep the world stocked full of delicious goods. Thank you. In fact, with a very rare exception, anything you buy, as well as the components that went into making and packaging it, have been on a truck for at least a couple of times before they make it to the store shelves. In my case, I deliver, quote, canned tomato products. Hey, I like a canned tomato product. It's handy for a stew. It's handy for a chili. It's very handy. From central Indiana to grocery warehouses, then pick up and haul new empty cans going back to the plant. Oh, that's interesting. So I'm assuming he's he's hauling large masses of this stuff that is then used by the uh, grocery supplier. Or, no, no, used by like Shaw's. I'm using a supermarket chain from Boston for some reason. Or Market Basket to make their Market Basket brand things. Possibly. Possibly. This brings us to your main question. How far can you get from Indiana? (laughs) My current job is the better version of long haul as I get home on the weekends. My runs tend to be about 600 miles, about the max for a day's driving. Most often I go to eastern Pennsylvania, but also upstate New York, Tennessee, and Wisconsin, basically the Midwest, Mid-Atlantic, and Mid-South. As an example, this last week was central Indiana to just outside of Baltimore, to Hanover, Pennsylvania, to Indianapolis, to central Indiana, to near Redding, Pennsylvania, Love it. and from Redding back home to Elwood, Indiana. Each leg of these trips takes about a day. With a little luck, I get to go home and see the family in the middle of the week when I'm back in town, depending on when my next load is due and how much time I have left to drive. If you ever want a headache, Google the hours of service regulations for commercial drivers. (laughs) It's what keeps us truckers from driving nonstop and falling asleep at the wheel and killing people. That's true. Well, that's when regulation is good. Mm Mm-hmm. As you can see, I never make it back to California, so I'll have to give the blow of the horn from here. (laughs) This brings up a question for me. Why are we all so enchanted by the honking of a truck's horn? It's big. It sounds crazy. A couple of years ago, I was driving through a small town in Indiana, and there were some firemen having a pass-the-boot fundraiser at an intersection. As I came to the stop sign with a couple dollars held out, a couple of the firefighters started doing the horn honk arm gesture. (laughs) When I pulled the cord to blow the horn, they began to giggle like school children, and I was filled with some of the greatest joy of my adult life. I had made firemen happy while being a truck driver. Every eight-year-old's dream. (laughs) Now, most importantly, to Matt's obsession with truckers jerking off in, quote, weird places. Mm, It's not an obsession, more of a concern. Mm, Truckers effectively live in a traveling tiny house. Yeah. So anything that needs to be taken care of can happen in the bedroom. Yeah, they have that whole, uh, they have like a lay flat bed and like, you know, TV back there. 
It is worth remembering that for truckers, you always have to use a public restroom, not so conducive for self-romance. Oh, you've never had a long airport layover, my friend. Um, and I'm going to play a voicemail. <laughs> if this voicemail is someone jerking off in a truck stop, Ew. I'm going to be delighted. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, Matt and Dory. It's your truck driving friend Lex here. <laughs> hey, it's Lex. I'm off for starting my week. Um, sent an email and there was something I forgot to say on it, so... <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
That's the best call we've ever had. That is by far the best call we've ever had. I'm delighted by that. Thank you so much, Lex. You're, you're, I'm your number one fan. Aw. Um, that was great. Anyone else uh, have a horn honk that they uh, did this week? No, but... I didn't think so. Oh. Lex is the best. Wow. Yeah. We had an Indiana voicemail, though, that I'm going to play Oh, right now. let's hear it. Hey, Matt and Jory. It's Laura from Indiana. Second time caller. Uh, I was one who said I had an affinity for Matt, which is the weirdest fucking thing you could possibly say. Not true. Um, <laughs> I am just responding to the newest episode. Uh, I also have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which I call PCOS. Thank but you. But apparently it's PCOS. Bullshit. Which is really annoying. Um, second part, I am from Indiana, the center of it. We are called the Crossroads of America, mostly because all of the highways go through us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I can get as far west in 10 hours is uh, definitely Kansas. That's as far as you can get going west in 10 hours. So, all right. Uh, That's it. I hope you guys have a great week. Bye. It's good to know. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been, I've driven through Indianapolis a couple of times. Oh yeah, on one of on my on my few cross country drives mm-hmm. where we would do sixteen hours a day. Ooh, um, it sounds like it would be against commercial driving regulations. It would be, but we were, you know, tandem. It was mm-hmm. Joe and I, so we were going, we were trading off here and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think we made it to Vegas, and uh, I want to say. I think that it might have been two days we made from it Boston. Yeah, that's crazy. It was during the Indianapolis Colts Super Bowl victory. Oh, that was where I, we landed in Vegas for that. Wow. Um. Anyway, that's my that's my Indianapolis uh, story. Well, that's exciting. Thank you. You're welcome. Um. You're handing me this... Uh... I'm going to read another voicemail. Okay. You're going to read another voicemail? I mean, I'm going to okay. read another email. Well, you could also read the Google Translate version of a voicemail. Yeah, it's like... And then play it. It's, see how close it is. It's close enough that I can usually get the gist of what they're talking about. That's good. But there's almost always something wildly inaccurate. Also, they bleep swear words. Oh, maybe you just don't want to be like offended when you're reading it. Maybe. Oh, my word. That's what they assume. That's how I talk. How do you know? No, I was just being the general public, according to Google. Um, Hope you'll all join me next week for the March on Google. Really angry at them. What did they do? (laughs) They fired the guy who wrote that memo. Yeah. I'm no longer angry at them. (laughs) Um, All right. I'm going to read an email. It sounds great. Okay. Wait, do you want to do ads or email? We can do whatever you want, honey. Okay. I'll read one more email and then we'll do ads. This is from Amy. She says, I'm very fortunate that I was able to conceive the boring old natural way. And I'm now eight weeks pregnant with my second child. Great. Cool. My family has a cruise plan toward the end of the year to go to Mexico. Oh, Mexico. Sounds so sweet. I just that is one of my favorite James Taylor songs. I would have thought nothing about it if not for listening to your podcast. <gasps> no, and the discussions about Zika. Zika. I guess I never thought Mexico would be an area that would be dangerous, but it is. And while I was that researching, on its own <laughs> is a ridiculous sentence. Uh, while I was re- researching the areas I was planning on going, didn't seem so bad. Okay. 
but I won't risk it. Just not worth it. I asked the doctor at my last appointment as well, and she suggested no pregnant women should go south of the border. But does that include the uh, famous roadside attraction south of the border in Georgia? No. Okay. So I guess my cruise will have to be put on hold, but I wanted to thank you for those times you discussed Zika. Obviously, it stayed Or is that in South Carolina? Where is south of the border? Have you been? No. I don't know. I feel like we've talked about it before on this podcast. Mm -mm. South of the border? No? Mm. I'm going to look it up, everybody. So keep... uh, I guess I'll read one more email. No, tell uh, tell her what you think of that. I think that is amazing. And I feel like we probably just, you know, saved someone a lot of heartache. Three stars on Yelp. Ooh. It is in South Carolina. Ah. It's on the way to Georgia. Okay. South of the border is an attraction on Interstate 95 and U.S. Highway 301-501 in Dillon, South Carolina. Just south of Roland, North Carolina. It is so named because it is just south of the border between North and South Carolina and is tongue-in-cheek themed in faux Mexican style. That sounds disastrous. Oh, it's insane. And uh, we used to stop every time. Got very excited. One spot, Mexican jumping beans there. Oh. Yeah. Fun. It was really fun. Um, I think it's great that someone who is not going through IVF listened to our podcast and and got a warning about zika i'm i'm also glad that the doctor is on our side yeah but i powered through yep i also had a hard time yep we can read (laughs) um this is from anonymous sure who says i just wanted to reach out after listening to the most recent episode and hearing you mention the husky that Bo hates interesting okay totally on board with the no balls thing and this is in all caps why does anyone think keeping their dogs intact is a good idea i don't know breeding yeah, but then don't take them to the dog park. That's, totally. That's like that. That's just what I, what I say. You want to keep your dog intact? I I don't agree with you, but fine. But then you don't get to take your dog hiking and running or to the dog park or just like letting them run around. Like, no, that doesn't happen. Okay, getting off my soapbox. <clears throat> But you did mention that Huskies shouldn't be in L.A. And I wanted to let you know that Huskies actually do pretty well in warm weather. They Earth shattering. They definitely have thick coats. But are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this. I'm probably not ready. Your mind is going to be blown. Yep. They shed most of their undercoat in warm weather. Remember how I said they they have double coats? Yeah. They shed most of their undercoat in warm weather. And since dogs only sweat through their paws... Uh huh. Most of the way dogs cool themselves is through panting, and huskies actually have some of the best slash most efficient lungs of any dog since they're bred for running long distances. Mm. So they're really good at panting. Okay. They're actually much better in warm weather environments than brachycephalic dogs like bulldogs. Oh yeah. Now you that, that bow. Yeah. Yeah. He's not brachycephalic. Brachycephalic. Now that we got that totally off-topic subject out of the way, that is not off-topic. No, it's very on-topic. We're always on-topic with Bo. I love the podcast, and I'm actually starting my first IVF cycle this month. My eggs are young, but my husband has a varicocele and dumb sperm. Nice. So it's been amazing to hear all the experiences, and it's helped to temper my husband's expectations about the process. I'm on the fence about PGS since we're young, 30 and 32. Do you have a recommendation one way or the other? 
I read a lot of I've read a lot of conflicting advice on it. Honestly, I was totally set on it until I read some articles in your Facebook group, and now I feel completely torn. What are you doing, Facebook group? If it makes a difference, my husband and I both agree that we would terminate for medical reasons with a trisomy diagnosis like Down. So we thought it would make sense to do the testing in advance. I agree. Who doesn't agree with that? Um, what are the articles saying? So there are these articles that are saying that for women over forty, that's us. There, there is, and and if you only have if you if you end a round of IVF with like one embryo on day five, yeah, there are these articles that are saying it's better to just transfer that embryo than to send it out for PGS than to biopsy it for PGS testing, because there is the risk that the embryo could get damaged. Okay, there is always a chance that the that the um the analysis is wrong. Uh huh. And so they're saying if you if you only have that few embryos and you're over 40, you should just transfer the embryo. This is this is I should say though that this is controversial. Um I mean, we were in a situation where we ended up with like four, three, three or four embryos each time. Are you saying that if we hadn't sent them off for testing, all three of those were probably good until they ruined them? I mean, that is kind of what this article sort of implies, but I brought this up with Dr. Beck and she was like, uh, no. Um, it seems weird that like doctors are saying the thing that the article is not. Well, the article is written by researchers. Well, you know how I feel about researchers. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, um, you know, I think if you can afford it and you, it. and you end up with, a, with multiple embryos, then do it. If you don't or you can't afford it have a conversation with your doctor disclaimer we are not medical experts we are not medical experts but we are medical professionals in that we're professionals who go through medical care interesting yeah so think about that all right i'm a very pro i'm hearing testing. A... i stop it you're just what wiggling. am i doing you're touching the cable that's okay. what you're doing well it's making a noise now okay. well don't touch it again you were going to touch it again. Okay, but how do we make that noise stop? Oh, it's bad. What are you doing? I'm trying to get our Is next... Is your phone do on? It's on do not disturb. That's not as good as airplane mode, because okay. in do not disturb, your phone still gets signals. Okay. Well, I'll turn it off. Okay. Um, airplane mode. Okay. I was trying to get our next voicemail ready. Well, I don't know why today it's so sensitive. Hit the play button. It's never like this. Well, the cables need to be replaced. Not doing anything. I I'm just trying to not. play the, the cables need to be replaced. Every time you talk, I know you're completing a circuit. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to call in to tell other listeners who might not be 
thinking of starting a family yet, but if they are really wanting to have children in the future, it might be a good idea to make an appointment and just see what things are looking like. I sure am very happy that I did and will hopefully have better luck um, the next cycle and hoping that you both fall pregnant soon. And thanks so much for taking the call. Cool. Hi, Matt and Dory. Yeah, that's why I was putting my finger on it because it automatically plays the next one. Well, maybe you shouldn't set it to do that. Um, why don't you move your computer? I've turned the volume down on that, so you can't hear anything if you move it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Where do you want me to move it? Just off the edge of the table. Get it on the. Remember before when I asked you if I should carpeting. move the computer, you said no. Uh, well, you were going to move it the other way. No, I wasn't going to move it. The Let's other hear way. it. Go ahead. Try and hit the button again. Go near the button. Okay, good. We stopped it. Thank God. Because we put it on the carpet. Wow. Or a rug. That was. It wasn't. I know. Stressful. Anyway, let's discuss. Um, if you're thinking about freezing your eggs, have we ever pointed people towards your egg freezing article? Uh, I don't know. Dory, was, you are sad that I didn't freeze my eggs. I sure am. Uh, Dory wrote a piece about when she was uh, going to have her eggs frozen. Yeah, I did. And then I didn't freeze them because I moved to L.A. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. But I think people should read that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's not for everybody. It's not. And if you want to know how that article ends, like a lot of people did, you're listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are with that article. <laughs> this is the epilogue. How would you find that? Now, I feel like if you type I in Dorian egg freezing. BuzzFeed. I think, I, think that would, I think it would come up. Yeah. The title of it is something like, I, th- I thought freezing my eggs would solve everything. <laughs> oh, it would have solved so many things. It wouldn't have. It would have. It wouldn't have fixed your dumb sperm. would not have fixed my dumb sperm. It would sperm. not have fixed my, uh, my uterus. But the financial burden would have been solely on you, mm. which would have been great. Also, the eggs would have been in New York. I'd love to go to New York. <sighs> My family's in Florida, and I'm in New York. What? Home Alone too. Oh. Um, all right. I'm going to read this email. Okay. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Uh, I was a sperm donor for a brief time while I was in LA, which I don't know how many of these you get. But I wonder if this would be of interest to you on the podcast. I didn't do it for long, only because a few months into my donor journey, they told me I was positive slash non-responsive to HTLV, which is basically a pre-leukemia disease that they found in my blood. I feel like that's what cats get. Hot love. Which turns out that if they find even a little trace of it, and even if another lab says you don't have it, which now I know I don't, thankfully, they can't take you back. 
However, the screening and becoming a, quote, full certified donor takes a couple weeks. Mm. I found the ad on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and figured that if I'm good at something that I shouldn't do it for free. And lo and behold, sperm donation came up. First, they get your application, sit you down and chat with you about your family history. Then you're to provide the best to the best of your ability every disease your family has ever had. From mm. heart problems to alcoholism to cancer to acne. Everything under the sun. When your relatives had it, did they die? Were they cured? All that. An extensive and almost stressful time to figure out family history. Luckily, I didn't have much beyond what, what, I, what I would consider the usual. Older family had heart problems. Some got cancer, but not a hard and fast on much of anything. From there, you submit... You, you submit pictures, the actual photo, not a PDF, as was explained to me by my supervisor. But you provide what you look like between birth and five to give prospective parents a general idea of half of what they'll be dealing with. Uh-huh. What they'll be dealing with. <laughs> you d- also do quarterly blood tests and can only donate three times maximum a week. They prefer if you abstain for 48 hours between just to get a good sample. They pay you by how many vials you're able to, quote, fill. While you may be one of those that can fill a mason jar, it may only mean that you have a couple vials of usable semen. Oh, that's interesting. At the very least, the pay range from zero, $10, to six vials, $125. The cup they give you to use in the rooms looks a, a, looks like an optical illusion. It is a little on the small side, and I'll admit I thought to myself that I could put quite a bit of my boys in there. Turns out, not so much. <laughs> Overconfidence is a downfall when it looks like you loogied in the bottom of a small plastic cup. And of course, the comparison, Fun if visual. you can, to other donors as they walk past with theirs and you have to wonder, you filled it to their moments? Mm-hmm. Anywho. Oh, that's weird. You're seeing their semen. Yeah, that's weird. Anywho, you give your sample and are told when you are paid two weeks later how much you actually gave. Mm. I'd like you all to know it's a pretty strict process. It seems to donate sperm... And you, I believe, can be retired from it if you have X amount of families wanting your juice in their strike zone. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, tickled me. However, you can come out of retirement if the parents really want to have your genes. Uh-huh. Oh, we, we were wondering about yeah, that. Yeah, we were talking about that, yeah. I myself was asked many times about seeing little me's out there in the world, and I think because there's a limit and it's a national company that the chances are fairly slim. And even so, for me, it doesn't bother me in the least. I think to qualify, you have to have a degree in something and have an okay family history. John. Um, and he asks if it's possible, could we plug two podcasts he's doing? I don't, I, mean, I don't have a problem plugging podcast, pl- plugging people's stuff when they send us like valuable information. It's the, it's the people who email and are like, who just say, can you plug this thing that I'm like, why? Well, we are, we can certainly tell people what it is, but we cannot vouch for its quality Correct. because we have not listened. Oh, also in the Facebook group, um, I started a monthly promotion thread where people can promote like they have, things they're enjoying. Yeah. No, 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 no. Things that they're doing like oh, blogs or cool. podcasts and people have Etsy stores with like IVF related stuff mm. like that kind of thing. Mm. What's the matter? Just looking at a picture of a really cool guitar. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, so these are the two podcasts he's doing. The Gospel According to Stupid, where he reads the Bible for the first time. It's <laughs> a funny premise. Being raised Catholic, the guilt is there, but for me, so too is the curiosity. The second one is the John Cast podcast, uh-huh. where it's anything and everything from movie slash game reviews to dramatic performances of Craigslist ads. 
Well, there you go. There you go. Those, that's, those are John's uh, podcasts. Um, so we heard from a lot of people about migraines. Migraines? Yes. Were a large topic of discussion last week because we got a voicemail from someone suffering from a migraine. Yes. Mid-migraine, mind you. Yes, she sounded terrible. She sounded lovely so but in a lot of pain yeah so i have compiled I have to say by the way if you have to like if that's how you pick your donors with a picture of them between the ages of yeah you don't see what they look like as adults five, i just want to say that if our our child will be the most adorable child on the planet if we're just basing it off of us uh, in our toddlerhood yeah we were very cute i mean it's like buckle the fuck up america I mean, we're we're still pretty cute. We're gonna have some commercial work for this kid. I'm oh gonna, no! We're gonna get it on whatever show I'm working on. Oh god! Here we go. It's gonna start earning back the money it cost us. <laughs> All right. Make sure you tell the kid that. Well, I will every day. Okay. Um. First, I'm gonna play a voicemail about like, my. Oh, grades. you want an iPad? Well, guess what? How? Guess how much you cost already? You can't. You better have book one. that commercial. Yep. It's going to be great. Uh, my name is Patty, and I've been listening to you guys for a while. Um, I'm also going through IVF. I am just finishing up my third round. Um, I was actually calling because of the woman who suffered migraines. Um, I'm really sorry that she can't take her medicine anymore. That must be awful. Um, I've been a chronic migraine sufferer for about 10 years, um, depending on kind of the weather and other physical factors. Sometimes I can have one a week two a week. Sometimes I get lucky and I go months without one. Um, the fun part is no medication works for me. Um, so like I said, I've been dealing with this for about 10 years and I kind of have a system in place. So I'm going to assume that she can go home from work if she has one because my solution does not involve pain relief necessarily. Um, but I have adopted meditation as a way to kind of calm myself and at least fall asleep so that I can kind of sleep through some of the pain. So um, I would highly recommend that because there's nothing more stressful than getting a migraine, which I know everybody says stress is the worst thing for IVF. Um, So if maybe she can take some medication or sorry, some uh, meditation classes or um, listen to kind of a meditation podcast. I know there's a ton of them to kind of get you started. Um, I've been doing it forever, so I'm pretty good at it, but I know it takes some ramping up. So I would recommend that she start doing it prior to her next migraine, maybe do it a little bit every night, a couple minutes, start at like two minutes, then five minutes, then you kind of work your way up. Um, the beauty of it is that if you do it well and you're lying down, you will fall asleep, um, which is kind of the best thing that could happen when you have a migraine. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, I just wanted to kind of share that advice from my fellow sufferer of migraines. Um, Hopefully she's feeling better because she didn't sound very good. I know how much it sucks, but hang in there. Um, Also, Matt and Dory, thank you so much for creating your podcast. It's so great. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. It is good advice. Meditation does put you to sleep. I've tried it. I've slept. Oh, sounds good. I also, you know, I'm going to read a bunch of these... um, migraine suggestions but it did just occur to me like i wonder if medical marijuana helps although i guess you can't do that while you're pregnant (laughs) oh never mind okay um christine says just take boatloads of coke mm, that doesn't seem like it would help uh and she said she did a ton of research and found that most of us do not absorb the needed amount of magnesium 
which can lead to migraines for many of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and after researching and trying different kinds, she found that trace minerals liquid cal slash mag slash zinc works best. Uh, this has not cured all of my migraines, but I've not had a bad year, let alone a bad month with migraines since starting this about five years ago. Oh, that's interesting. Research also shows that liquid is key as pill form can still be too hard for many people's body to absorb correctly. Something to keep in mind is that a side effect from too much too fast can be diarrhea in the AM. Oh boy. But let's be honest. Anyone that actually gets migraines would take a little diarrhea over a migraine. (laughs) That's fair. It's good to know. So ease in with about a teaspoon in orange juice or smoothie every day, working up to a tablespoon. The bottle will say that up to two tablespoons a capful will work. Although I've checked the amounts of vitamins in it, you do not want to take more than one tablespoon when pregnant as your prenatal will have some of the same vitamins. And if I remember correctly, it is the amount of calcium that you would be ingesting too much of with two tablespoons. Mm. Um, Becky says, I had several while I was pregnant with both of my children. My OB recommended a cocktail. No, not the fun kind of extra strength Tylenol, Benadryl capsules, and a can of Coke, not diet and not caffeine free. While it is not effective as the good migraine drugs, it was way better than Tylenol on its own. Hello? I'm hearing you. Totally. Kate says, I've heard getting your daith and or tragus pierced can help many. Don't know what either of those are. Can help get rid of migraines. I don't either. A coworker of mine has two friends that recently got theirs pierced and they have had amazing results. My coworker who also suffers from hormonal migraines just got her tragus pierced and she's not had one, had one migraine or headache since getting it done. This works by pressure points on your ear. What? Along similar lines, Claudia says she had a treatment called craniosacral therapy. I have no idea what she did. Didn't seem to be anything, only gently touching my head, not a massage certainly. But it worked. Not only have I not had a migraine migraine since, it cleared up a chronic sinus issue that I'd had for about 20 years. Okay. Hannah says... Jesus. Her go-to remedy is a Dramamine, not the non-drowsy kind. You kind of want to be able to sleep through the worst of it. Two Excedrin migraine pills and a Coke. So very similar to that other person who took the Benadryl. Yes. Um, And she also says a real Coke... A real one, not diet. It's the only time I drink them, but it really does make a difference. Something about the bubbles and corrosive level of sugar. Mm. I've found that mine are often triggered by stress and or hormone hormone fluctuations, which I'm guessing are both factors when someone is going through fertility treatments. She also says one thing your listener might try if regular over-the-counter or prescription painkillers aren't working is Botox. My boss gets cluster migraines where she'll have multiple migraines over the course of a week. She was really suffering until her neurologist recommended Botox. It's an expensive procedure that only some insurance companies cover, and I'm not sure how it would affect fertility, but it might be worth a shot. Lol, puns. It's an outpatient procedure, and I think one treatment lasts up to four months. Julia says... Oh, my God. The cause of my migraines end up being severe anemia from horrendous periods. Once I had surgery to remove uterine polyps, I could get my iron levels up. Migraines disappeared. Woo. So maybe if your doctor hasn't already checked your iron, have them do so. Katie says, (laughs) tell your caller to research Belladonna, homeopathic for her migraines. She can also go to a natural food store. I was just impressed that we got so many different suggestions. Jamie says, ice pack on the head, specifically where the pain is concentrated. 
Uh, she usually lies down with her head on a gel ice pack as they, her migraines tend to be one-sided. But there are ice pack headbands that you can freeze and wrap around your head. I'm not sure if this just numbs the pain or expands the blood vessels to lessen the headache. Also, a neti pot helps when a migraine is in the sinuses. It helps clear out anything that might be in there. Just like how gargling with salt water helps with a sore throat, I find that it provides the same kind of relief. It is kind of gross, not going to lie, but it is a very useful tool for many situations. Allergies, colds, sinus infections, etc. Just be mm. sure to follow instructions for cleaning. They can usually be found at your local drugstore near the cold medicine. And finally, <laughs> from Libby. This is insane. Who says... I did acupuncture for a few months and they mostly went away or were more controllable when they did come on for years. I'm starting to get them more frequently again, so I need to go back in, but highly suggest you give it a shot. If cost is an issue, I went to a community acupuncture, which is more affordable. So basically to recap, Mm -hmm. we have the drug cocktail. Yes. We have acupuncture. Yes. We have cranial, craniosacral therapy. Uh We have an ice pack on the head. Yep. We have a neti pot. We have piercing of... We have piercing. Of, I'm assuming, ridges on the ear. Yeah. We have surgery to remove polyps. We have Botox. Um, uh, oh, and uh, and magnesium. That is a lot of... <laughs> There's a lot of potential remedies. I hope that she's listening, and I hope that she is ready for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play one more voicemail. Please do. Or... Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Mike again, the guy with the pregnant plane idea. <laughs> uh, admittedly, not my best idea. Um, and you're right, probably pregnant. Why is that? Why does the plane have to be pregnant? I don't know. It was pregnant plane? Me. Mike. Hanging out with the kids. I don't know. Um, I apologize also for my poor enunciation. I was driving and, uh, I just didn't speak clearly. Uh, I think maybe the, the unpacking merch, though, could be a fun line with a backpack, a suitcase, uh-huh. maybe uh, a truck, like a, oh, yeah. a truck and trailer. Mm. Maybe like Lex's. Truck drivers like Lex. Yeah, the podcast. Lex's truck. Um, I do not work at UPS or FedEx. I do work in receiving, however. Oh. Uh, so maybe that's why the unpacking idea came to me. Um, I also had another thought. A couple episodes, well, a few episodes ago, you guys did a fun segment where you guys put out some songs that have been helping you through some uh, hard times or Uh difficult times during IVF. And I thought that'd be a a fun segment, maybe once a month or maybe for a Patreon goal. I could uh, do it right now when we're done. Like one song. I thought I I always am looking for a new song to listen to and, Somehow you find those through people recommending things like on a podcast or from a friend or whatever. So a song of the month or of the week or something like that, I think that'd be a fun fun idea. I I like the two that you guys had, the Carly Rae Jepsen and the Shins. Great. I thought uh, those were some, some great songs. Anyway. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for playing my, my voicemail. And uh, I didn't realize that sounds so terrible. So no, you didn't sound terrible. You, you, and I hope you sounded correct. You said pregnant plane. I couldn't put it through my brain why anyone would say pregnant plane. Yeah, I, like is it like a rushing nesting doll of planes, or like I have a cargo bay where little planes fall oh. out of it? Oh, wow! I don't know, Mike. Great idea. So we have time to do 
a segment on uh, on on what songs what is what's what's getting Matt and Dory through the headaches. Um, Not what, necessarily the migraines. What song? What song is getting you through the headaches these days? Well, I mean, I'll I'll play it when you're. Do you have an answer? Um. Well, I was gonna I was gonna call yours up on Spotify. Oh, and play it. Uh, so I've been listening to two songs quite a bit lately. Uh, one's older, one's newer. Um, the song I've been listening to, uh, is Oh Maria by Beck. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Dory can play a little bit of it if, if her Spotify is working. It's a, I find it to be a very calming song with a very simple chord progression. Yeah. There was no one, nothing to say. Yeah. This, I like this song quite a bit, Mike. Dory, I think, played it too short, but oh, uh, do you want to play more? I don't like to let her control the audio. Oh my god. Do you want me to play more? I was going to talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, we can we can go back. No, it's fine. No, What's no, yours? No. I'm playing one. <laughs> you got to get to the bridge of a song before you turn it on. Oh, is that the rule? I mean, otherwise your brain doesn't feel complete. There it is. It is. Of course. This isn't the bridge. Well, that was the bridge. Of course. You just give me the sign. I'll turn it off. No, I think it's good. You should fade it out. So that's uh, that's one of the two songs I've been listening to quite a bit. Honey, right. do you have another yes. song? Uh, I I do. So last Sunday night, um, after we recorded, I went to the Bell and Sebastian concert mm -hmm. at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it was amazing. I Good, cried. Great time. I cried. Yeah. It made me cry. Mm -hmm. Um and they have a new song. Oh, Bell and Sebastian out with some new hits. Yeah. So I'm gonna play it. Hits is a strong word. It sounds a lot like their old songs. Well, that's usually good. Yeah. I was blank as I could be. Oh, it sure does sound like their old songs. Away from everything. I mean, I cried at the show, but I also danced at the show. Well, I mean, that's a great show that can bring you through both of those emotions. It was one of the best shows I've ever been to. Glad you had a good time. And the weather was perfect. It's great. Such a uh, 1999 vibe. That's when they were huge. They played all their greatest hits. The only hit they didn't play that I would have liked them to have played was The State That I'm In. Uh-huh. Did you say for the encore? Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Our songs are kind of like... <laughs> That's how we've been feeling lately. Yeah. Um... 
And then, uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. See, this song makes you feel so many things. Just like IBS. Yeah. What's this called again? We Were Beautiful. So that's great. And then the other song I've been listening to a lot is off of the Shin's new album. Oh boy, guys, here plug, we go. Heartworms. Uh, the song is So Now What? Which I just find to be very sweeping. I describe it as a sweeping number. It's a very simple song. Where I'm just not to like, be confused with simple not song. Not to be confused with simple song. But I just really find this, this is just very... You do listen to the song a lot. I do. Do you, do you feel like you're just sort of sweeping Ooh. through the music? Yeah, I'm floating. Are you going to see the shins when they come back to LA? Uh, it's not a weekday. Yeah. Right? I love James Mercer. He's been on the Nerdist podcast twice. Never able to make it. This is the group. Of course. I, you know, it's just a terrific. Those are two songs for you. Three songs for you, Mike. I hope you enjoy them. If you don't. um, I Call just wanted to mention plane. another song. Oh, go ahead. Um, the War on Drugs have a new album coming out. Mm-hmm. They are one of my favorite bands. Never heard of them in my the life. The album comes out August 25th. Uh-huh. Um, they've released three singles from the from the um, album so far. Okay. I'm just going to play a little bit of one of them. Um, they're a Philly band, which I like. Mm-hmm. Having lived in Philly for many years. More upbeat than our previous selections. Dated Kristen Ritter for a while. I didn't know that. Why would I know that? Quite a comment. Anyway, that's the war on drugs. They're they're coming to the Greek theater in October, I think. So are our friends the impractical jokers. I know. I was I looked into getting tickets and I was so annoyed that the fees were literally half of the ticket price. Yeah. 
the tickets were like $40 or something, $45. Yeah. The fees were literally like $23. Now, could you avoid those just by going to the Greek box office? I don't know. And the Greek box Maybe. office is very easy to go to. They have good parking. I never, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. Skip the fees. It was, I was like, what? Yeah. Like it was crazy. And I got so angry. Yeah. That I just didn't buy the tickets. Yeah, I think you just head over, check the hours of the box office, and just mm. go. You can park right in front of it. All right, maybe I'll do that. It's right up uh, Los Feliz Boulevard there, or Hillhurst there. Find someone to go to the show with me, though, because my husband doesn't like to is go to concerts the week? with me. Is it during um, the week? I'm not sure. You know, badly, I want to go see the Shins, but it's during the week. It's on October. Oh, it's on a Thursday. Yeah, it's, the Shins is also on a Thursday. Mm. Um,. Cool. Are we not doing names? That today? just about does it. I have names. Oh, you names? do names? We can do names. All right. Let's do I names. I was told to do names. I, I, I mean, sometimes you, you don't finish them, so I wasn't sure. Oh, listen, I plowed through these. I okay. was in full podcast mode all day. All right. Let's do some names. And as always, thanks to everyone who contributed. These are for our donors, uh, people that help keep the podcast running, that help uh, us buy new cables when dories are buzzing, and uh, things of that nature. Etc. Etc. You can donate by going to excellentadventure.com or you can head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Thank you. Which is also linked from our website. Yes. And you can, you get uh, extra podcasts there. You can have up to two extra podcasts a month. Yep. Which we have to record. We sure do. In addition to the bonus episode you're getting. So we're going to do seven episodes this month. (laughs) Yep. Hope you're ready. Here we go. Yes. Ryan Solo. Uh, Ryan Solo is from a long line of solos and the first family, first of his family to move to a different part of the country solo. See what I did there? It was terrible. Ryan, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say like, but he he likes to sing duets. Oh, I like that one too. (laughs) Margaret Metcalf. Uh, Margaret has a change pocket in her purse. However, she refuses to use it when paying cash, instead opting to fill the purse to its maximum capacity and throw it at pigeons. Wow. Yeah, that's what Margaret does. Erica Brown. Uh, Erica stands a sprightly five feet, two inches tall, but carries herself like someone who is six feet tall, thanks in no small part to her immense vertical leap. Linnea Thunsell. Uh, Linnea commutes 45 minutes each way to work. When she runs out of podcasts to listen to, she enjoys rolling down the windows and singing along to Van Halen's Panama. I hear that. Riley Sweet. Uh, Riley hopes to combine the thrill of roller skating with the elegance of figure skating for what they will call figure rolling. Look for it in the 2024 Summer Olympics. Tanya Davidova. Uh, Tanya has memorized every word to the movie Can't Hardly Wait. Don't watch it with her. It's annoying. What? Oh, you're saying it's annoying to watch it with her. Yeah. I thought you were saying Can't Hardly say, Wait. She knows annoying. the words to everything. Yeah, now I get it. Sherry Olson. Uh, Sherry discovered that until 2005, Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes contained no actual pumpkin. She was <sighs> outraged. Ross Mandon. Ross grew to hate the television show Friends because it named a character Ross and made that person the least enjoyable. Mal- Mallory Adamchik. Uh, Mallory developed a mild dairy allergy in 2002. Undeterred, she continued to eat mozzarella each day until finally beating the allergy into submission. <laughs> Paul Wills. Paul's an amateur carpenter. He's known for his perfection of the dovetail joint. His favorite wood to work with is quarter sawn maple. Lisa Jackson. Lisa once ate an edible. She got so high, she called the police on herself. 
Jennifer Simon. Jennifer dreams of vacationing in the Arctic. This is because she recently got a Groupon deal on a bitchin' winter jacket, but lives in a warm climate. And our dear friend, Andrew Steinle. Andrew claims to be the best person in the world at the New York Times crossword. However, he recently got hung up on 13 Down, a four-letter word for potato starting with P. What is it? TBD. <gasps> That's the podcast, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to tune in for next week's episode, which might be before next week because of the bonus episode you graciously earned. All right, we leave you now with probably the chance. <laughs> 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 <laughs>